Hey, KMS Rundown listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen free on Amazon Music. Good evening, gentlemen. (laughs) We got another version of the rundown. Uh, Red couldn't make it this week because we listened to the skip and he is suspended for that terrible rap argument that everyone stopped listening at. And I don't honestly don't even remember what it was, but he's suspended for the week. He might be back next week. We'll see. So we got two new people and we got the doggo, Ziggy Robinson. Ziggy? Yeah, I mean, the Drip Lord, Pat, welcome. The Fawcett, John, welcome. Sheldon, <clears throat> you kind of know what Kirk thinks of you. Um, it's it's concerning when the most electric guy on the show is me, um, but we will persevere. <laughs> and yeah, to be clear, like Kirk said, he was smashing the 15-second skip ahead when Red was doing his rant. Like that, I was I was trying to find the mute button for him because I was just actually- Oh, I was going back to re-listen. That was so painfully bad that it was great. And he was right in the middle of the show too. Oh, right in the middle. Right in the middle. Just no sense for the moment at all. Honestly, I forgot how we got there, and I, I, I blacked out. Yeah, I mean that was the thing. We didn't, we didn't get there. It just like happened. It was we were talking Coleman, and he just went right for. And when it was over, you, I could see your your faces. You were just kind of like, all right, and (laughs) (laughs) it didn't stop. It didn't stop. So yeah, Sheldon's or uh, Sheldon's uh, taking red spot. Red's on the bench for tonight. So yeah, this week, um, I would like to think. Kirk, when he was in his radio.com, like um, Carson Kennedy, little bunker planning his exit. I'd like to think he was dreaming of a week like this, where he's got multiple producers who now we know are working around the clock for the show. He's got whack packers screaming at each other. He's selling out theaters. He's doing small live shows at subways in Delaware. So like the week had everything, but started John with Gus leaving. Were you surprised? And what were your thoughts on that? Uh, not surprised, but I will say, like, I was pulling for Gus. Like, it got to a point where I was annoyed with him. I think that it was the Gus show. I agreed with a lot of people when they were saying that. But a part of me, every single time he got on the mic or anytime he tried to do anything at all, I found myself pulling for him. But then when the cord was finally let loose, I do feel like there's a weight off my shoulders, too. I have to admit. So, I, you know... I. I I'm not too surprised. I was pulling for him, but now that we're gone, I can live with it. What do you think, Drip Lord? I think it was it was it wasn't so much if he was going to get fired; it was when. And I've been a Gus guy since day one. I still I still find Gus entertaining, but I felt as though he was getting like uncomfortable more and more as the shows went on. You could just see the scrambling, and he's just a guy that just needs to smoke pot all day just to function. So taking that away from him just did not work. Um, but yeah, no, he's um, he's found his calling on Twitter, uh, Harry Potter narration and such. So he's in a better place now. Sheldon was texting us earlier about how much he enjoyed those. Those, uh, yeah, he, he she, Gus went, he, he like very quickly went to the, what is it? Stefan or Kel or the Drew Augustus or whatever his name was when he was making some great tweets. Oh, yeah. Right. And then he quickly, like it, it, he just turned back into a pumpkin. Um, <laughs> Kirk said the Kirk said that his downfall was the best of, but then also Justin going to Delaware, which was interesting that he kind of made that admission that that probably put a seed in his head. Like, all right, Justin's got these, these instincts and, and like Kirk saw 
that Justin was the fit. Maybe it was Justin also seeing it. I'd like to think me beating the drum on multiple rundowns played a part. Um, also, like, would I have wanted to break the story? Yeah, ideally. But the video was a really nice touch because, um, like, no one, no one, that that really broke the news for everyone. And it was really at the very, very end of the video, like a nice pop, Justin turning around, like deadpan looking at the camera. So I did appreciate, like, it was a where were you when moment when you saw that video. Um, so that's always nice. It's not like it was announced on the show and maybe you're 15 minutes behind watching on YouTube. Like everyone saw it at the same moment. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciated that uh, Kirk telling us all, all at once like that. Well, I mean, I was listening to, I think it was John from Scranton. We did, he might've been on the network, but that's when Justin found out the news too. That's, that's when he thought that Justin found out. That was fascinating to see in live time. <laughs> I could tell that that Justin only found out he got the job in that video. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he obviously it was planned. Well, his acting was They're just not... so good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, I mean like, Kirk went from liking Gus to fucking hating Gus to then now liking him again. He's a Gus guy, even though he yep. fired him. He liked him after he fired him. Then, but like, what Justin is with the show. Like the driving to Delaware, the random stuff like that. That's what he wanted for Gus. And for some reason, Gus couldn't get that through his head. And he was terrible on Twitter and terrible on the show account. And then all of a sudden he's gone. And now he's burying the producers. He's burying everybody on Twitter. I'm not sure if he's like, he doesn't have to worry about the show. So he can just bury everyone on Twitter. And now he's good at it. He's just a mind fuck in this planet. But today I didn't need a narration of every Harry Potter movie. No. I didn't need no. it. <laughs> I mean, no one needed it. No one needed him, it. Him and, him and Coleman could have just texted back and forth about it. That they probably did. It, was... it actually just annoyed me. So I have, like, I go, like, this to Gus, down, up, down, up, down. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't even know. He's got me in a pretzel. I think the kiss of death for Gus was RyderCon because it was t two weeks before Shh. that. Justin had the instincts to go to Subway and kind of take care of do all the stuff that he did. And then Gus's instincts were to go basically kiss, you know, whatever it is, shake hands and kiss babies with the enemy, the enemy, I guess you say Rico, but it's just his instincts weren't right for the show. And I think that was what finally did him in. I was more confused as why Kirk didn't just can him. I know, he's, I know he's like got a good heart and doesn't want to do that to somebody he likes, but it was painful. I know. I almost while. thought there was more to it other than I don't want to fire someone because it just it seemed like at any point he had so many blunders that you could have just you could have just done it. So you're sitting there wondering like, why is he stringing him along? Is it really just because he doesn't feel like firing someone, or is there something else at play here? And then the thing is, like, I didn't think Gus. Like I was like I was like relieved he was gone, and then all of a sudden, the cameras and the audio haven't worked Tuesday Wednesday, and I'm like God maybe Gus did more than we thought. Perfect. So now I like I it's just, I don't even know what to say anymore. What do you? Yeah, think, it was Steve? a bad it was a bad week for the T scores for Coleman and uh for Justin. That is, that was like Gus <laughs> yeah. was was the technical guy, which is a little scary. Um, obviously a lot of hiccups the past week. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully they can kind of pull it together, whether they, they, they pull someone like Ironhead or Cullinan to as, as like a, a consultant to help out. <laughs> they need someone there to really like walk them through what like the levels 
increasing the gain. And I think Coleman at one point, um, whatever day, the first day that Justin's mic was bad, I saw Coleman tweet out like, yeah, it just kind of fell out of the socket, which, you know, I hate when the, when the plug just absolutely <laughs> actually falls out of the socket. Like they, they need to get it together. Kirk was, took it in stride. Like he was fine. But uh, if that's happening in like another couple of weeks, I don't think he will be taking it in stride and nor should he. Cause it is, it is hard to listen to when audio levels are bad. You can't hear anything Justin's saying. Um, and then a camera, but was I just want to get back. I know. Yeah. The camera, like it was, it was just a shit show from the start. I just want to get back to one thing. Um, Justin said, which like to me encapsulates why he's perfect for the role is Kirk was like giving him a hard time for, or someone gave him a hard time for the 29 K and Kirk said it came from a place of trying. And Justin said it came from a place of love. And I think that's where like <laughs> Justin loves the show. He loves Kirk, but he loves KMS in like, paid unpaid he's willing we, we know he's willing to do anything for the show and that's what you want and gus wasn't willing to do anything for the show sure he he liked the show maybe he loved the show but he just wasn't willing to go the extra the extra mile that's needed i have a few people sorry god we basically see justin grow up like him and will started at the same time and you thought it was going to be will he was in more content than justin and then justin just never left and Justin just keeps going higher, lower. I mean, when during the producer search, when he came and he's like, yeah, I can't take the job. It'll kill me. Well, I guess you can leave. And he's like, okay. And he left. And it's like, so Justin's done? No, he's been to Delaware since. And he's been in studio how many times? It just is insane. So, I mean, it's just uh, out of anyone who it should have been, it should have been Justin from the beginning. Definitely. And we finally got back there. Yeah. And did, he's- did Justin? Yeah, go ahead, John. Well, I was going to say he's literally what when Kirk was talking about what he wanted in a producer, he's describing Justin young, single, no kids, yep. obsessed with the show, would do anything, would drop anything, will drive into the studio at a drop of a hat, um, knows the show history. And let's not forget, I think that the show Twitter account all of a sudden has come alive since Justin's got involved, too. Yeah, because he's a shit stir. He's he's a great exactly. shit stir. I would know. Um, I appreciate it, Pat. What were you going to say earlier? <laughs> I have a few people in in my life who have just started li- listening to the show over the last couple months, and one of which my neighbor, and he's like, "Justin's crazy." He said that he texted me. He's like, t- he said uh, he wouldn't date Taylor Swift if Kirk said that he couldn't date him. I'm like <laughs> well, nobody. Let me make it clear that that kid would not. He would like cut Taylor Swift out of his life if Kirk said not to talk to her. Like that's how much he loves the show. So and, he's the and perfect. You can tell like. You can tell it killed him. He's like, oh, really? He's like, can we be friends? No. All right. Okay. Yeah, this is, <laughs> oh my God. It's the little so, things with no, Justin that I, that I did appreciate though. Like he, a small thing like reading the chat. It's kind of like what reading the text line back in the day, but because Kirk, uh, Justin's the perfect straight man. He knows how to play into Kirk's bits. So if Kirk's leaning one way, he can, he can pull a chat from like Mikey grab bags <laughs> to play into that. Um, which it, it's kind of like Dave was, Cullinan was really good at Kirk asking like, a question to go along with a bit and Dave immediately being, yep, yep, that's right. And Justin has the same instincts. Like he, he can kind of not, I'm not going to say he can read Kirk's mind, um, but he knows Kirk as good as Dave did. Um, so I guess that's his, I'm trying to think of the Steve metrics, his vibe, his V score, like off the charts, I would say. Um, high V. Yeah, high V for sure. Uh, and I also appreciate like his willingness to just stir shit up. Like I said, like right, like the very beginning of Monday, he was going after Coleman for exaggerating how many KMS uh, episodes he's listened to. Um, like that, he's on the ball with that. That's a good question. That's a good 
point you brought up. Will there be a point where Justin says, like, all right, like, uh, I'm the main guy. Will there ever be a rift between Coleman and Justin? I don't think uh, he has the technical ability as Coleman because he already admitted that this week. He's more of a content guy. He's like Dave without without the audio and, like, the technology ability. Like, he can probably get there, but I think at this moment I don't – I like I don't think he could do uh all the troubleshooting and everything that would be to set up. And he would admit that. So I don't know, I guess we'll see. I also I wanna go back the the, the Sorry, love I... he has for the show, I think, will keep him in that spot too. Like if it was anything else, maybe he would want to take over, but he kind of knows his role, he knows what he's supposed to do. Now, granted, I think there was definitely some moments this week where you already saw it come up a little bit. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see their dynamic. For sure, just being in that tiny room together. It's been a good dynamic the first week, honestly. The, the the vibes out of that room and everything, it's been going really good. And then we didn't have to hear shut up Gus 50 times a show. <laughs> so, I mean, we I, could, I To be fair, we couldn't hear Justin half the week. So, that, there was only <laughs> We really could hear one him. He sounded far away. <laughs> yeah, it was like an echo. No, but I will say, Justin, I guess maybe he doesn't have the technical ability, but I've always noticed that when Justin has to come, like when they were suspended or Justin has to do, produce a show by himself, those shows get up the fastest before any mm. other shows. If you look, if I, I could take a look back and like look through them, but I feel like it's within 45 minutes to a half an hour that shows up and ready to go. So you're probably right, yeah. but there's something to that, I think. Just on Coleman real quick. Coleman's a super nice guy, and I think that's why he was so defensive um, of Gus till the end, basically he did make like one yeah. and it might've just been him like stumbling over words, but in the beginning of Monday show, um, Coleman, when Kirk was saying like, all right, these guys are like on equal page. And I think what did Justin say? Like, separate, but equal. Um, but Coleman said, I like the co-produced thing. If it has to be that way, which again, I, maybe that's just him spitting something out, but that was an interesting, like subconscious if it has to be that way i don't know I, I i but again coleman's a nice guy so he's non-confrontational like he is for the bit for the joke but i don't think for real uh, and justin like justin's a great guy too so i don't see them really butting heads um so you'd like to see some drama but at the same time drama has kind of pushed justin away so does he need to be treated with kids kid gloves i don't know hopefully not um he's definitely grown a lot since like two or three years ago when he, when he left uh, the VFW show for show, for example. Yeah, that was, tough that was a rough night. No, he's in a good spot for the show right now. He's in that perfect, perfect spot to be the beat producer. I think it's, I think it is going to work out well, but I also heard that same thing when Coleman said that too. And he quickly tried to explain himself after, I think he almost stepped on it a little bit, like realized what he said a little yeah. bit and tried to kind of catch it. So I heard that too. That's just me staring shit. Sorry. I can't help it. I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> any other thoughts on uh, the new producers or yeah and justin two quick things one it does make you wonder who becomes sort of the punching bag because you know will it be justin can he handle that and then the second thing the the car video the the dirty car video from justin number one i like that he did that right away good instinct good video and the other thing i noticed he's showing you the back of the car there's a lightsaber in it with anyone else, you might like blink. I, that was so normal for the back of Justin's car. Like I didn't bat an eye. It was literally like seeing like a Cheerio in my kid's like car seat. It's just like always going to be there. Like no surprises at all. I thought that was hilarious. 
I liked when he called the uh, jumper cables jumping cables, and he had he had two of them. <laughs> pair of jumping cables. I don't think half the shit that was back there. I don't think has moved since that, uh, yeah. like the Fourth of July when he did that ride along with Tim for two hours, McFuss Daddy, and uh, Tim. I think it's all the same stuff from in there. I'm, I'm so sure it is. I My do have a question to kind of segue us. If Justin weren't of it, like if he didn't want the job or Kirk didn't think it would have worked, do you think we'd be riding the Gus bus or do you think the Eminem boys had a real shot? I think we would have been riding the Gus bus. And I, I think you probably would have seen either the Gus bus or you would have seen just Mick. I'm not saying anything against Montante, but I don't think the two-person dynamic was ever going to necessarily work. I, I like the idea in theory, but the, the travel alone for Montante, I think, was a red flag for Kirk. Um, and I don't think he even would have gone Mick, I which I don't know why. Mick showed, you know, he doesn't seem too manic. He seems pretty level-headed. Um, I don't know why you'd ever, why you wouldn't want to go that direction. Uh, but no, I think he would have probably liked it out with Gus a little bit more. But like I said before, it's not if, it's when. So he would have had to make a move at some point. Yeah. We got this week, the only, we got the rivalry we needed. We got Mick versus Mike. And we heard the same argument to each other that we've heard like the last two weeks and they both think they won. And I'm not even sure what the hell the argument is anymore. I mean, they didn't say this. You did say this, but I meant it like this. And then you don't follow me on Twitter. So yeah, Mick would have <laughs> been like, I think Mick would have been in there. I think, I think Gus would have broke. Eventually Kirk was just going to beat him into the ground. He would have made him into, he would have switched from weed to meth and went off the deep. End. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way, but what uh, I'm a little confused by though, is the timeline. Cause if, if I got it right, Sunday is when they released the video. I, I'm assuming they recorded it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think Kirk said he called Montante on the way in what I wasn't clear about was he, he pitched to Montante, like do stuff to try to get a job like he's still leaving the door open for mick and montante but i don't really understand it because then there's the whole like GoFundMe charity like concert in new jersey with julie like i was very confused what was going on there like are we raising money for them to get a job uh, and what and then like what role are they would they be playing there i don't know that that left me a little little per, uh, confused Go ahead, John. Apparently everyone yeah. else. I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I, I never really knew what was was going on there. And then with like the the Julie and Mike thing, I never, um, or Montante thing, I, I wasn't sure what was real and what wasn't. I never mm. found the Eminem boys to be realistic. Um, I just thought I think if it's an actual job, like at the end of the day, for our entertainment, it's all content. But I think once you get hired, it's a job, and I think that. If, if I have a job and I'm switching off with someone week by week, like in the long term, that's just not going to make sense. So I, I never thought that was a good idea. No, I, I think half of the half of the appeal was just the name. M&M right. Boys. Obviously. Just yeah. And say. by the yeah. way, I thought it was funny how quickly that disappeared or crashed and burned. Like Eminem boys were like a thing. And then think of where we're at today. Like that seems so long ago. I was I read the whole kind of like the the 
GoFundMe that you're talking about. I, I didn't read it as a way for them to kind of get a job or anything like that. I think Kirk kind of, it was his way of saying like, okay, I realize you guys have both come in here a bunch. I know you both have wanted the job multiple times. I know you both have contributed. I appreciate it. I'll do this out of the goodness of my heart to kind of not get you guys paid continuously, but get a little cash in your pocket for what you've done. That's Yeah, that's weird though. Because, I mean, this is kind of whole, like Mike's whole issue with Mick was like, has he earned a paycheck? Mick and Montante like have not earned a paycheck. Like there's way more men of it's a, it's a fine line, but there's, there's way more men of fans that provide way more content just out of like, for the love of the game than they do. I feels like every time Mick's making content, it's for the purpose of getting, like getting on the show. Montante, not so much um, I, in Montante. Like if he can angle the sales thing, like that obviously helps the show behind the scenes. So that's fine. But I don't know. It just feels weird. Like there's a lot of, quote unquote content creators like in the miniverse um john warren i don't know where your videos have gone oh, we can get to that later <laughs> um but so like to, to raise money for like them making the i don't know because there's plenty of people that go in and like pat obviously you've taken off a lot of work to to go in um again sorry i cannot i literally cannot stop stirring shit but we got to move on <laughs> pat you're getting a stipend well, I, right me? No, I wouldn't ask for it either. I've been in there six times. Mick's been in there eight, I think. So he deserves it t- t- two times as much as me. Um, Honestly, I th- I was intrigued with uh, the Mike and Mick or Montante and Mick combination. And Kirk said he was intrigued. We never did hear what the actual plan was. Because then Montante came in on the show and he's like, well, I thought you were going to keep Gus, and now I just... It's like he his brain froze. He forgot what the pitch was. So I would have liked to know what the actual pitch was. But then he pretty, they was just pretty much given up then, and then we just pivoted to Justin. So I guess now we're mad at Montante anyway because he's fucking terrible, chalking shit and being taken wrong. And then he's like, I, I didn't mean it like that. So I don't even know what's Montante's thinking anymore. So I think that's another thing, too. They didn't really dial in on what the pitch was. It was... Well, he's going to be in this week, and he'll take care of everything. But I'm still around, and then the next week I'll be in. He'll take care of everything, and I'm still around. So it didn't. Yeah. There was never really like a. You have to be more specific, in my opinion, for that for that role. All right. The main event was Mike Mick. Like, what? Any? I mean, there was there was a lot of like memorable moments. Like, I think I've. I think that might be the most re-listened segment I've had in a long time. Anything that like really stuck out? Like any any funny like yells or i mean there was just so many like quotable moments from that or good drops but anything that really tickled your i loved i love when mike just screamed out i hope you keep fucking up (laughs) that was one of my favorite lines there was a it was a diamond dozen there was so many good ones the cheerleader was pretty good too the cheer yeah yeah that was unbelievable when he's like i don't give a fuck (laughs) and it's like okay but i mean like i know what mike was saying and I Mick is not like he's just not taking it how Mike is saying it. So those two arguing, it's like they're both just not understanding each other, and they just refuse to change their opinions. So we're, here we were with them yelling at each other the whole time, and uh, it was actually very uncomfortable listening. To be honest with you, for me, I was like, "Oh my god!" I, I was I was I, like Kirk, just the oh, biggest shit in the grin. Yeah, I'm not giving you no, advice, was... asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like they were, they were each like pronunci- pronunciating like certain words that like my, uh, Mick with begrudgingly. He kept saying like, "I'm not doing it begrudgingly." And Mike was hitting him with one of these too. <laughs> <laughs> Turn in his chair. 
Uh, no, you know what I loved no, was uh, he Mike was like I think he was hitting in his mind he was hitting an absolute point he was on a heater and as soon as he stopped talking Justin from the other room was like Mike's rattled <laughs> and, then, and then Coleman played the what's next Coleman drop and then that like took him for a loop because honestly I liked uh, I liked Tuesday better than Wednesday when Mick was in there because then they were just burying Mike. And, he, and then Kirk was retweeting and then agreeing with everybody on there. And he's like, why are you doing this? And Justin's like, well, he's making some really good points. And he's like, I yeah. lost Justin. That's for Justin. That's what I was talking about earlier. He just like, he knows where Kirk's going. Yeah. On when they read, when Kirk tweeted or Mick tweeted and Kirk read the tweet, like even while Kirk was reading the tweet, Mike was getting defense. He's like, what am I ignoring Mick? And like Mick was not in the room. He can't really read tone of a tweet. And Mike, Mike was like, sensitive that sensitivity we haven't seen since the pre-fencing days um so he was he came in wednesday loaded for bear i will say he may have gotten a dm for me that said kick his ass mike and then after (laughs) that was like right before the show started and then like right after the show he he said was that acceptable (laughs) so i think he knew i mean there there there's some mick I, i honestly cannot wrap my head around thinking mick won that i guess you could say like mike lost because he was like punching down, but I, I think Mick, uh, Mike destroyed him. M- Mike won the what? argument. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, although the longer it went on, I'm going like, cause I feel like Mike made his point. Mick didn't, but then they kept arguing. So I'm, I'm sitting there in the car driving home and as the longer it goes, I'm going, eh, I don't know. This Mick guy might have a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, if they didn't stop recording, that argument would still be going on and we would all be even more lost. And they would both be convinced that, like I buried this fucking guy. Like it was ridiculous. It just kept going. Yeah. Oh, Where do you yeah, think... it worked. Yeah, go ahead, Pat. Where do you think the anger like from Mike comes from? Because we all kind of like we all see that. Like I think everybody is like, okay, Mick thinks he wants he deserves this job. It's like a it's a no-brainer layup for him. Like, whatever. But Mike's legitimately pissed. You know, he's obviously pissed at him. I think it comes from the fact that, like, obviously Mike does not want to get paid. He promotes his Patreon. That's kind of how he how he makes his living and goes on the show and promotes that. But I think there's a point in his head that he's like, you fucking prick. Like, I'm in here twice a week. I don't ever ask for a fucking paycheck. Right. And now you're going to come in here. For, you've been in here less than a dozen times, and you're going to demand one. Like, I'm going to light you up. I think that's where it all really Agreed. comes from. Yep. Yeah, I don't oh, even know if, think- that, if he can be mad at Kirk. He's more, like, mad at himself maybe for not – asking for money like at this point mike can't ask for money because it would just be i don't know i feel like it'd be weird and he does get like blind mike project seems sustainable which is great i didn't honestly i didn't think it would be um so maybe he would have had to ask for money if 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 he didn't have enough subscribers to keep him going but yeah i i don't i don't remember who it was that maybe justin said that mike is really mad at kirk i don't really think that's the case and he's taking his anger out on mick i think maybe if anything he's mad at himself but um yeah, he can't stand Mick. <laughs> no, I, I think he's just mad at Mick because he, like, what he, what Mike said was perfectly logical. And I said this on another rundown, like, I don't know, like, I'm crazy, Mick's crazy. I don't know what's going on in Mick's head. In Mick's head, like, whatever you could tell him, that isn't right. I didn't say that. And that's just how Mick was always going to be. And I think Mike just finally lost it. He's like, I wasn't talking to you. I was on the fucking right. show. And he's like, I wasn't texting you. I wasn't DMing you. And then we found out that Mike doesn't follow him on Twitter. <laughs> and that's the crux of all thing. of it. 
I, I just, and then Mick saying he doesn't care about that. Well, obviously you do. You brought it up for no reason. Right. That's that's Mick 101. Like, I don't care. I don't care. But like, it's as clear as day that he cares about what he's saying. He doesn't care about what, to me, what made the fight so like, like go on for so long and so enjoyable was Mick and Mike are two guys that can articulate, articulately get their point across while yelling. They both talk fast. Their points make like no sense but they can still like go back and forth and it's not just like blabbering on like if i were in there if i were yelling which i rarely do but if i were like you would have no idea what like what I, what words i was even saying you can't even tell now what i'm saying probably um but i i think just like they're just screaming at each other and it just kept going on and on um and yeah it, i i think if if um justin and coleman want to give a christmas gift to kirk it would be cut that up take out every time that Kirk like chimed in and send it to him. Cause he, I don't know if he re-listened cause he doesn't like to re hear his own voice, but if he could listen to that whole, whole segment without hearing himself, like that was his masterpiece, putting that all together. Pulling the puppet strings the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> he was so happy. He was so happy just to watch that. And Mike was so mad. <laughs> like, God, that well, was, that was funny. Well, Gus is in charge of the 2024 best of, so there's a 50-50 chance we even see that come next January. So we'll have to not go a, back and re-listen. That happens. No, we've, we've been so used to Gus in, in the studio for the last two months, kind of yelling, kind of like raising his voice, but making literal zero sense. Yeah. So anytime someone raises their voice and makes even a hint of sense, it sounds like poetry. So that that's where I came from. Me. In I, we were kind of shitting on Mick. Like to be fair, in the last what two three weeks, he's had two of the most like electric moments in KMS in a while yeah. that didn't involve Kirk. Um, so like you have to give him credit there. Does he deserve to be paid? I don't know. Maybe he should probably pay us for telling that shocker story. Like one of the worst shoehorns of a terrible oh story. I've ever heard. I didn't remember until you just <laughs> said that. <laughs> yep. That was, that was a reminder for me. His parents have not looked at him the same. Since whatever it was eighth grade no I, I like mick too i'd like for, i'd like for down the road to see him get a chance because i do like it you know what it is? i like mick in studio a lot i like him mm -hmm. when he's the third chair i think he's kind of goes with the flow he can kind of laugh and make jokes when he's and same thing with gus kind of too but when he's in the booth it's like night and day like the ability to self-deprecate is gone right and gus for, for gus it's the ability to speak coherently is gone so everybody's <laughs> got their vice back there I put it on the list just to cross it off. What do we think about Mike unfollowing everybody but Mick? That was funny. I, th I thought that was a funny bit, but now since he's blind, I don't know how he's going to follow yeah. everybody back. No, yeah, it's that was easy to unfollow. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I think Mike sorry, thought. Zane. I think Mike thought that it was going to get brought up, like it was going to be revealed on the show somehow. Like I don't think he expected people to to see it happening live, which kind of ruined the bit. But then he had to go go with it. Um, but Kirk Maybe, said it probably too, last time. time. Kirk said it too last time he was in. This is somewhat off topic, but Mike really kind of has his own little. Obviously, it came from KMS, but like he has his own fan base now. If I'm a, I'm an executive gearhead. I've been thinking about upgrading to a gearhead board member after that fight, which is twenty dollars tier a month. But we'll see how that goes. Um, but he, if you go on those Sunday Blind Mike project like live on YouTube. He gets like a significant amount of super chats and like maybe me for like two dollars saying something stupid, and like David from Maryland two dollars saying something stupid. Everybody else is like talking about the comedy he's talking about, so he does have like his own fan base outside of KMS, which came from KMS. I get that, but he has kind of built something. We've been trying to do this stuff since like 2016. Yeah. 
So the Drip Lord says Mike doesn't need Kirk. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on this topic? Can we cut that out? No. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it after. <laughs> All right. So the travesty this week, besides this, was Mutt got bumped. We didn't get to hear about the upcoming Friday four pack. And we didn't get to hear his thoughts on Gerard Mayo. Like, and I know Ziggy was really happy that Mutt wasn't no, on no. the show. But no, no, this. no, it's, a, it's fine. This. It's fine. I mean, I saw what he tweeted all week. Did you guys see? Oh, well, Ziggy. I did. checked it. I checked in. I checked in. I'll oh, start not sure how. <laughs> not sure how, but uh, no, he was a good third chair, but we did get Carabas this week. Who, yeah, I mean, uh, people hate Carabas. I, I don't know what you guys think. Um, I, I like Carabas. I mean, so what? He had that topless picture where I thought he was a chick with that tattoo, but maybe it was just a bad angle. But I like Carabas. What do you guys think? I like Carabas, but I get what people say. Like, I understand people's criticisms of him, but I think I, I like Jared on the show. But yeah, he's a little bit boring, but that's kind of my MO. So I can kind of relate to it. <laughs> I mean, John, you got someone needs to disagree here. No, I like Carabas too. I, I can't hate the guy. I think I do think he kind of. The, dri- the drips all like him. <laughs> yeah, because it's fitting. It's very fitting. Oh, Kirk's going to love this. Well, it's, it's, he's he's a baseball it. guy. It's, it's a drip sport. So, right. That's right. true. I yeah, mean, I, for me, Carab- like when Carabas is in, it, it's it's kind of like low hanging fruit to say, "Oh, Carabas sucks." It's boring. It's just a different show. Like Kirk's more laid back. I don't know if it's because he he views Jared like on as his peer or more as a friend. So it's just like a couple friends hanging out. Kirk definitely has his guard down. Um, so it's just a different flow. It's kind of like when Whitney's in. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I prefer oh, Whitney to Carabas if I had to choose, but it's similar. Like Kirk, just I, I don't know. He talks to him differently. It, it it does get annoying. Like we've heard a lot of the same stories that get brought up because Jared, I guess, has a terrible memory. Kirk doesn't have a good memory. So it's a lot of repeat stories, but I always enjoy it. And it, it seems more often than not, it's a three hour show when he's in. Um, so that's always a, a plus too. Well, because Jared always shows up late. Yeah. <laughs> the show's always going on and Jared comes in. And it's like, what the hell, Jared? I, I don't you know if, that far away. I don't know if you noticed it, Ziggy, but he did say something nice about you on the last on the last last uh, yeah, this week. He did say did something you? nice. Still so. have not gotten the follow, so oh. we'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no honestly, like Karab is talking about how he was a Ziggy Robinson guy. It it made me physically ill. <laughs> well, and then he said it multiple times, and then I honestly wanted to punch Jared in the face. It was making. I me think mad. I think he said like I'm a, a really nice guy or something. What's funny is so I was at Papa Gino's. Karabas was obviously there. I, I've like DM'd him in the past about like more Red Sox stuff, some Kirk stuff though. So like he knows who I am, but we didn't talk at the show, and then. It came up later like oh you were at the show i should have said something so him it was just funny to hear him say like oh like he made it seem like we had like had this great conversation at papa james like i never said a word to him um because i'm kind of a wet noodle in person well you're I'm meek. meek i'm meek yeah well that's yeah, actually yeah. honestly like an extremely good way to define myself that was, <laughs> funny, that, was, that, that was one of your funnier tweets you said, like the that guy with the dog mask is meek shocker yeah. <laughs> i don't hide it i mean yeah. i hide my face i don't hide that I, i'm a pussy and I, i'm meek oh think... but you sound like bruce springsteen because we heard that that parody <laughs> song again that i forgot about <laughs> wow I but i think justin said it was a banger 
It was. I think. <laughs> like I said. It so was I thought Justin was like trolling me, like playing one of like the worst sounding songs of all. I think time. he was serious. To be no, honest, no, he was serious. He was serious. <laughs> I yeah, he was, I, yeah. I, I told. I gave him a hard time. I was like, "Do you did you have to do that?" And he was like, oh, "I liked it." <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. He likes Taylor Swift. Like Ziggy Robinson. Wow. Um, maybe I'm some, just a tough critic. Could be some correlations there. The reason yeah. I think that I like Jared is because he doesn't like pretend to be anything he's not when he's on the show. Like if somebody says something that's like mean towards him, he'll get offended by it and he'll like yeah. he'll hold a grudge. And he's just like knows well that he's just an idiot in there. And I can relate. Yeah, well, Tim, was... Tim, oh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, speaking of Tim, I loved, I was going to say, this is one of the sneaky, funnier things of the week is that he called him Tim. And, he was like Tim and Kenton make, making fun of my legs. Well, <laughs> that it's Tim that, Richards yeah. and he's sitting a foot away from him, calling him the wrong yeah. name. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah. Jared's, Jared's an empty head. He wouldn't, I don't think he would deny that, but yeah, Tim, Tim kind of like going at him early. That was, I thought the whole show was going to be really awkward for the Tim and Jared dynamic. It was awkward for the Tim and Kirk dynamic, if anything. Tim bounced back. Um, Tim, yeah, he Tim. bounced back, but then at the end, he kind of he got hit again. He got knocked yeah, he, down. He again. trailed away at the end because I, I re-listened on the way home today, and there was a point where I forgot he was on. I mean, I I can't speak. I mean, that's a criticism of mine, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Tim was off a little bit. Definitely. Yeah, I I think he just like he forgot where he was, and he he went a little too hard on like the mama k thing went a little too hard on the belichick thing like kirk kind of pushed back and he pushed back again and kirk was that's a stressful day because it's ticket day like he said he's he he's always worried about like that it's not gonna like no one's gonna buy a ticket so kirk was probably on edge and then yeah it was uh that was a little awkward <laughs> um i loved him you said Tim was going at Carabas. You know who started that? It wasn't Tim. It was Justin in the fucking booth. Yeah. This is the there one that go. brought it up. There about you go. something yep. that he didn't remember, and then Tim didn't even remember. And then when Kirk's like, so did this conversation even 100% happen? And Tim's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so it might have been in Tim's head. I'm not even sure. I think Tim I think Tim got rattled early when he started kind of saying how he doesn't like Jared and all this. And then Jared's like, yeah, it was the same, same exact thing that Carano said. And at that point, he was like, oh. I think in his head, he was like, shit. Like, I think he's yeah. right. Because, yeah. again, it's the low-hanging fruit that he went for. So there's not much like else. It's like, yeah, what you're saying, obviously, it's, you can't really deny it. It's just... He was like very angry that about his feelings towards not liking Jared. I did like at the very end, Justin like very sincerely asked him, like, Are you, are you okay, Tim? Like, is something going on? <laughs> yeah. He's like, like he was hysterical. Yeah. And the whole the thing today, I saw a tweet, it has nothing to do, well, it does, but it was like a, the Atlanta Falcon Stadium, uh, Mercedes Benz held a church proceeding for like 60,000 people for a Christian church. Like Tim was on the show saying that like the owner of the Falcons is very liberal <laughs> and he would never touch anything like that. It's like, well, might be wrong. No, I I honestly don't even get that Belichick argument where Belichick even called in to say how stupid it was. And I'm almost convinced that that was Belichick calling in I, I to talk about the strip clubs in Atlanta. 0.3% was my original thought. I think that's like a 6% chance that's Belichick. The yeah. voice was too good. Uh, I remember where I was when I first heard the Trump call. Like, I I feel like this is going to be one of those, where were you when, when Belichick called in? Um, Because either way, like, it was Belichick. Because I couldn't find anything that did not sound like him. I mean, obviously it wasn't. But 
or this call, like this caller's got to call back and just like keep this going because it was, it was such a spot on impression. Yeah, like, even the phrases, was... even the phrases he was using were Belichick phrases. Yeah, I want to see the uh, the Shark Minahan odds on that one. Um, and then, <laughs> so amazing call by Bill Belichick. And then I think it almost overshadowed the uh, the Tim Riddle's caller was so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, he, he quit on that pretty quick and was like, "Fuck you, Tim." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as it was happening, Tim was dying, and that and everyone else was dying. I, I, I was rattled, <laughs> and it wasn't even me. Because so, they were back to back, weren't was- they? Uh, back to back, the one in between. Yeah, that was the last call, but yeah, I think it was back to back. Yeah, what do you guys think about uh, the show on Thursday and not one on Friday? Because I know I was lost today without the show. Tough, tough. Yeah, I I, like the Friday shows. I learned, I learned a lot about Mama K today, which was something I didn't think I was going to do. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'd prefer there to be Friday shows moving forward, so I don't have to do that. She seems like a nice lady. She gets a lot of yeah. She she came across very well. She came across very well. And she's not really. It's just she's not good at Twitter. <laughs> Correct. And we know a lot of people aren't good at Twitter. So yeah, I swear I can, a lot. Oh, so do I. <laughs> Ziggy doesn't though. Just ask nah, him. Just bangers only. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. So we basically covered the week. What do you guys got for random notes from this week? Because I know I have some, and it was some disgusting stuff. What do you guys think? Could I begin? Please. Go ahead. I'd like to tell my story that I regret not telling last Friday when I was in studio with Mike oh. Matante. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? I, I just are you sure you don't want to save this? Yes. I'm just giving you a chance. I mean, it's a great story. I kind of want you to tell it, but <laughs> I, I I regret more than anything not like pausing the show and be like, I have to talk about something. <laughs> but I'll, I'll just I'll kind of rattle it off my story. And, Mike, don't be offended. You know this. You knew this was coming at some point. You even tweeted out the picture. I got in there early when I was in last Friday with Mike, and we both went in early. He was doing some work on his laptop. It was a pretty obviously a Dell or Microsoft, whatever it is. It was just a laptop. On the front of the laptop, there was an Apple sticker, just like the sticker they give you on the iPhones. So I jokingly said, it's like, oh, is that a MacBook? He's like, yeah, my cousin like refurbished his computer, so I got it for pretty cheap. Kind of looked at him to see if he was serious. He has a Dell computer that has a like an Apple sticker over the Dell. And up until I talked to him about it, he thought he had a MacBook this entire time. <laughs> you can see the Dell through the sticker. And to furthermore, like his defense was, yeah, if you look right here, like to the left of the mouse pad where your hand sits, it just says book, like the first letters, the first words faded. He thought it was Mac book that was faded. <laughs> but surely no he's running iOS. Surely he's running iOS, right? He's not running Windows on it. it, it no, it was it was Windows. We went into the whole thing. Like, we, so we, went, we had a little history lesson. It's just absolutely and maybe perfect. that's maybe I was off during the show, but my brain was in a blender at that point. Were you expecting him to bring it up on the show? Like, were you thinking, okay, we're going to get to this on the show? kind of yeah i just i i think i blocked it out and just i think i blacked out but yeah it was the, that's the perfect perfect montante story if ever if i've ever seen one but yeah, and he of has he has an iphone a... he should know what an apple operating <laughs> system is and of course he has I a cousin just... that refurbishes uh apple fake apple products <laughs> yeah, that was the best part he's like yeah my cousin got it for pretty cheap like, oh, okay. I, I actually have a take on that so his cousin yeah. has a, a 
laptop repair shop. I mean, at at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the the same shop that Hunter Biden dropped his laptop off at. And Could be. that's how Montante knows all the deep state secrets. Ooh, I think the best the best part the best story that could come out of this is like Mike when you hear this let me know how much you paid for that because I hope he's like yeah it's an Apple computer I got it for like seven hundred and fifty bucks what is the deal but he I was feel last so in his class in high school that. so yeah I'm no I'm no scholar myself I, I have a bunch of degrees on the wall behind me but two of them are fake um, from from my work and I failed out of college once too but that was me too <laughs> that was next level did you know it's cool all right. What, what who do we think uh Montante is plus what do you have plus nine? Plus I don't two. even know. What do you want to what do you want to bring to Delaware? Every person he's ever <laughs> met. <laughs> oh my god. He's bringing his girlfriend, right? She's gonna have a she's gonna have a rude I don't know if she listens to the show, but Kirk's definitely gonna call her out at some point. Yeah, he's, yeah he definitely will. <laughs> I think he I, called I, I uh Sheldon's now wife his lady of the night at um Matawasco. <laughs> yeah, when no, when you're in studio. <laughs> oh, I think when I you're did. in studio. No, oh, he called. He, he said it. He said it first. <laughs> um, all right, random. No, no, I have no a. Offense. I have a couple Justin ones. Um, so one, I don't know. Four times he left the studio. One was Monday, like early, checking oh. the door because it was like a garbage truck. But he thought someone was coming to the door. He went to get the mic. He did go to cut the Glass Beagle interview, um, and then he left to throw up. So four times he just like bolted out of the studio. <laughs> the throw up part i mean i i don't do well with Mm-mm. blood or vomit or any of that so the vomit triggered me to almost get sick at work listening to it but how about the talk of a lot of corn don't like how it about, the corn? How, how about justin wanted nothing to do with it and coleman's like all right let me kind of give you the rundown here <laughs> yeah, so, but when they were, his eyes lit up like bowling balls that was messed up but then right away justin's like yeah it's scat he knew right away. Yeah, he knew it's right like, away that category name. He knew right away. Oh, I didn't even put like, that together. Yeah. <laughs> but Coleman's like, yeah, this is really gross. But it's like, uh, they both had me messed up listening. That, to that. was a it tough was listen. Yeah. I, I uh, On my re-listen, I skipped it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I did too. No. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard someone like sound so convincingly that they were throwing up without them actually throwing up. <laughs> I he thought was he was close. up. And we've seen him throw up. Like we, we've seen that live. We hear it at the end of every podcast, I think still. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other Justin thing I had was uh, when I, I think it was Kevin from Bristol called and Kirk asked for the area code and Coleman was like, why? Yeah. And Justin just like jumped right at, like pushed Coleman <laughs> out of the way. And then he said like, he asked you a question. <laughs> he was like <laughs> reprimanding Coleman. Yeah, that yep. was perfect yep. too. I do, I do think that was Kevin. I wonder if Kevin's yeah, like not- to that level where he's doing like Google Voice for like Google Voice, yeah, probably. <laughs> the other thing uh, with Justin this week that had me messed up, he's like, yeah, when he's like, I become a tick guy now. I've never really been a tick guy. And then Kirk's like, well, how big are you talking about? And he's like, well, not so big. He's like. <laughs> You know, ease. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, and he just said that, like, yeah, they're not big, just ease. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Oh, that might have been my favorite uh, part of the week. That was. I, I, I literally did a spit take, but he's like, yeah, nothing too big. Just <laughs> like, it was nothing. I was like, and Kirk's like, what? <laughs> God. Uh, Justin is made for this dumb show that we all love. <laughs> uh, what else we got for random thoughts? Do you guys get tickets to Portland? Yes. I did. I was. No, I got I there before the blue can't. dots disappeared. Fortunately, back in the balcony though. No, I can't make it out, so I won't be important. Going to be Calvin. I was, 
Calving. 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 Uh, I'll be calving yeah. when I'm there. I'll tell you that much. No, not that anybody knows what that means, and I'm not going to explain it. So I made the mistake of tweeting. I sent out my screenshot of getting the tickets, and I unfortunately left my seats in uh, where I was sitting. And shortly after, uh, Andy Mayo sent t- replied to that saying that he was about five rows either ahead of me or behind me. So I got to really decide if I want to risk that. Um, yeah, so. you got to be careful with him. I sat next to him at the second Wilbur show, and there was a uh, guy and his girlfriend next to us. And the girlfriend was like, I had no idea what was going on. And at one point, when Steve the Liar guy came out, she was like, who is that? And her, the boyfriend was like, oh, it's Steve, Steve the Liar guy. And she's like, she had this quizzical fa- uh, look on her face. And Mayo like leans over and he's like, he gives like the whole backstory <laughs> while the show is going on. So he's he's kind of, he's one of the, um, like Jared Callahan, he's, he's a loud talker. I used to hate him. Oh, you I gotta, can't hate him yeah, anymore. At least you have a little bit of a buffer from him. Um, but <laughs> I hate him and love him all at the same time, but I usually just want to punch him in the face. Like him, he might actually go to Portland and just stay in his car. And he'll say that he was at Portland, but he didn't see the show because you now, know, something might be going on. He tweeted out something like, anybody in Portland looking to hang out before the show? I do marijuana again, if anyone wants to. <laughs> yeah, I that. saw that, and I was just like, oh, God. Does HR know about that? Come on. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah, very true. Uh, there's this, uh, another funny Justin need to stop talking about mayo. Yeah, we'll talk about something very uh, on brand or on subject. Um, Coleman said he puts ketchup on grilled cheese, and Justin like immediately said, "Oh fuck you!" And I don't, I don't know, I don't remember Justin having like hot takes on ketchup, but he was like jumping down Coleman's throat, just screaming at him. For- Do we want to go back into the subway sandwich like order? That's true. That's fair, but yeah, but ketchup's not like. But the subway thing is a weird thing, a weird taste that he has. Ketchup isn't. Weird. I don't know. Ketchup, oh. tomato soup. It's not that far. Yeah, it's not that different. I dip my grilled cheese so, in ketchup. I don't think it's that weird. No. It sounded no, like he was like that. offended by the ketchup aspect, not the ketchup on the grilled cheese aspect. But anyway, hopefully that uh, hopefully that can get dissected but more he, in the future. Yeah, he found that disgusting, but he knew the word scat right away. That he said like twenty <laughs> times. Like it's just I don't even get it anymore. What other random notes you guys got from the week? I have a, what do we? Th- oh, go ahead, go ahead John. No. I've, I've jumped in. Go ahead. All right, I've got a couple. I'll just I'll just run through them. They're they're quick little ones. Uh, Coleman finally using his uh, magician brother for content. Oh, Maybe yeah. he can do a trick <laughs> to fix Justin's mic. But um, Kirk saying he ran into a guy in C, uh, at CVS and he actually was like nice enough to do the "What's Next, Coleman?" impression. I thought that was interesting. Like even giving that guy the time of day, which to me meant it must. Must have felt really good to let go of Gus. He's just in a good mood. Um, <laughs> I, Talking to guys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I didn't, just like Gus, I didn't get all the way through it, but I was going to do a book report on uh, Tupac, the rose that grew from the concrete. I'll, I'll talk to Red offline about that. Um, what else? Oh, Justin in Portland, the Portland video. I love the little scene where he showed his legs and he was wearing shorts in the blizzard. That's just on brand. Um yeah, I think that, that's what I have for my, my quick little points. I think Kirk likes the what's next Coleman so much that he would tell like anyone about it, even if they have no idea. It's I, I, not well, to, again, I mean, pat myself on the back. I think last week I said it was the funniest moment of last week. Carried over still like every single time it makes me laugh. And I actually this morning I watched the um, Why Are You Laughing with Kirk? And like every time it just he did it, it just like put a smile on my face. What's next? It's not even it's not even what's next Coleman. It's just like the tone he says it. It's the way he says it. He almost like dials it back to a whisper, like Steak and couscous. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's next, Coleman? Uh, my, my point, do we think Stephen Gloucester has anything left in the tank now that his vice is gone? Or what are we moving on to here? I was listening to Mike and, Mike and the Minifans before this, and B.A. said he was messaging him saying who he should who he should turn on next, if he should go after Menors, what's next. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's, that, it'll be interesting to see how he does because I unfortunately, like, my brain's just totally fried from this show. Like, I watch every one of those shows. I'm usually the first person in there and, like, talking to myself. Like, I'll, a lot of times I'll message, like, how's everybody doing? And I just realize it's just one person in there watching live. <laughs> so that's pretty I low. Need, I need him to do what Kirk said. He just needs to follow Gus. And, like, if he becomes a mailman, he needs to brag <laughs> on him for being a terrible mailman. <laughs> Whatever Gus does next, he just needs to try and bury him. That's what he has to do at this point. That and, you know, say restaurant names wrong. Gay Pace. <laughs> just a quick, point on, a quick point on that. that on, funny. on Steve's video, uh, Watchful Eye, Court Minahan found, uh, caught that. It was actually a market basket menu. So just a bit <laughs> through and through. A Mick, a Mick level Schwarzenegger book type uh, tweet. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Oh, I, I hope he doesn't leave, though, because I find him funny. I don't even care. Same. No, I so like one thing one thing Mick said. So multiple times on previous shows, Mick has said his girlfriend's Latina. He has a, a thing for Latinas. Latina is his go to search. But then he said she's Portuguese. And he I went back to make sure he did not say she speaks Portuguese. He said she is Portuguese. So that raised a red flag. Like, I don't think people from Portugal would be considered Latina. So I reached out to the foremost Portuguese cultural expert of New England, David from Hull. He confirmed, no, absolutely not. Like he said, the Portuguese KMS group chat was going off, like going crazy about Mick saying that. There's a Portuguese. So maybe she's Brazilian and he just misspoke, but. That that that's just like come on, Mick. That's that's classic Mick saying one thing, but then it's really the total lie. My skin complexion and overall way I speak would not lead you to believe this, but I am a hint of Portuguese. I'm sure I'm dead to Kirk after saying that, but Oof, I, am I don't well. I don't identify as Latina. A couple uh, Latinos here. I don't think. Uh, wow. Lat- Latina Latinx, I think is Latinx preferred. too. Latinx. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I did notice that too. It did it. it I mean, I don't want to dive back into it, but what's he been lying about this whole time? It's a story for another day, but. In my notes, I literally Um, have a line that says, is Portuguese Latina? (laughs) Brazilian people speak Portuguese. Is that Latina? And all all I did was put it in my notes. I didn't bother to Google it or anything. So to clarify, Daver said, yeah, if you're Brazilian, you could be considered Latino, Latina, Latinx, but. Portuguese, absolutely not. Um, speaking of maybe lying, Pat, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Ooh. December 8th, there's an episode that you're on, you may recall. The, the topic of the rundown came up, and I'm going to read a transcript here. Patrick Ford, would Ziggy and Red just do the rundown by themselves or with somebody other than VD? Kirk, well, they tried with Sheldon, but it was dreadful. Pat, I mean, yeah, that's why. And to be clear, though, that's why that was Sheldon. So I just want to, I just want to ask, were you lying then? Do you still think Sheldon's bringing the rundown down or, <laughs> or was that you just acquiescing to Kirk in the moment? That's a tough moment for me. <laughs> tough moment for me. So I'll, I'll unpack it. That's actually, um, that's why court Minahan blocked me. That was, that was a, that was a wake up call for me when I heard that. Um, yes, that was, that was the definition of acquiescing to Kirk. I think in that moment, 
Um, I'm not playing favorites on the two rundowns that have premiered so far. Um, but I I probably wasn't before, and I, I will say I didn't really w- like watch the rundown before because I wasn't into the KMS world. I'm a Sheldon guy, and I'll say that confidently right now, and I am not just acquiescing to him. Uh, I take it all back, so yes. Yeah, you're not coming back to to, to studio. <laughs> no, no, probably I'm not. Sure, but... not after, <laughs> after that one. That's a good catch, though. I didn't even I didn't even yeah. notice that. Um, John, to put you on the spot, can you grade your in studio performance? Follow up. Do you think you'll be back? Slash, do you want to be back? Uh, do you want me to do like a letter grade? Sorry, I couldn't hear what you were saying. Uh, letter grade. Sorry, speak up oh, a little bit into no. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> you got got. I got oh got. man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, so you were the first person to tell me that the volume was low. Everyone else was just. And to of, be fair, that's not really your fault. That's no, not. No, it fault. isn't your fault. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not really used to speaking into mics, but I will say this: I an honest grade for myself because I at first I was really hard on myself, and then I was like, I don't know, like it couldn't have been that bad. I would say maybe. I'm in a C minus territory. I think I I don't know if you guys agree, but that, that's where I kind of I came out of it. I don't know if I'll be back. Um, you know, I do think I earned a paycheck at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> w two is coming in the yeah, mail. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. No, I, I think you're grading on a curve there. The first appearances. I mean, I I've never done it. I'm too afraid. So first appearance always has to be great. Uh, Graded on a on a curve rather. Yeah, I almost um, threw up my car I, the first time I went in. You were with Steve too. If you were like, if you were crazy and outgoing all the time, it would have just been like two Steves in there, and that would have been brutal. I think you played it pretty well, kind of like myself. There are times where I don't speak for twenty minutes when I'm in there. Um, I don't think it's a good thing, but um, well, when no, you're, I think you'll be. I think you'll be back. I, yeah, I, you'll be back. Be back. I actually thought that seat was meant to be more of like you're kind of just commenting on the the conversation and then yeah, when so. when asked you bring up a a topic um but yeah i mean i was i was nervous as fuck going in there too oh yeah it's it's nerve-wracking as shit. definitely and then if you have to sit next to david colonnade it's even worse because you're just he's so dreamy and then you just don't say a lot <laughs> and greg polar doesn't shut the hell up not that i would know what that's like so no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, you, when I've been in there, it's just Gus, and he pretty much he unpacks every topic for the show before the show even starts, where to the point where you're like, "All right, let's save some of this for when it gets going." Okay, so I got one more question for uh, John and Warren. What everyone's wondering: Are you really the black ombudsman caller? I am not. No, I didn't know. Oh, no, really? No, I didn't even know that was a thing. Even if you are, don't dox yourself. We've done enough of that. Okay, so we're going to put a maybe by that. Just cross it out, maybe. Okay, that's what I needed to know today. I used, so. to, I used to call in when Clemmer was on the show and just tell him I hated him, but I'm over that. Point. <laughs> we'll have to find that. Yeah, um, now I'm going to go walk. There's a couple of them. A couple of funny moments that like stuck out this week was the – intern nicholas calling basketball games just like the worst audio of all time that was uh, terrible and then the the uh mick thinking that kirk's dad was the one using I'll say the <laughs> w word um yeah. which it, it reminded me of like mick thinking that meter meter perel was coleman's like coach or something in college and that kirk gave like a pep talk yeah. at halftime to his team so mick does have those dumb moments um but it, yeah it just led yeah, to some good riffing like yeah, I got man. the big CEO. So, 
I loved hearing that story <laughs> about his brother. I think that's so oh funny. My God. Oh, that's funny. I think he's told that before, but yeah. He's so told before, like, but he's never from... done like that. And I yeah, was right, dying right. when he was doing right. it. And then Mick thinking that was his dad. That even made it even funnier. Oh my God. It was a good week of shows. I got to say. Yeah, great week. Great week. I thought something kind of sneaky funny when they played that cut of the, the Disney uh, couples or whatever, the, the, the swingers mm-hmm. in Disney. As but soon as they there. start playing the cut, Kirk's like, oh, Glass Beagle's breaking stories. And he's going to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah. Let, let, let's, let, I'll just, I'll say it. There's no problem. And I'm an ally, but Brian Glass Beagle is not a not a not a straight man is he's just not and there's nothing wrong with it but he's that guy's something else i do like how he plays along and i think he does listen because he laughed at one of the jokes he takes everything in stride i got nothing that was a good call portnoy hates him obviously but (laughs) (laughs) god yeah that was yeah i mean he plays along and he called in he didn't have to call in but then again, he was calling into the show. Dave Cullen was DMing Brandy Love while he was in the hospital with his babies. So, I mean, tomato, tomato, I guess. Has this been the best month? It's like 30 days of shows. It's been a while. because I say uh, that biasly because obviously you're in the moment, but it's it's up there. It's had the, it's the, I've never felt like I had to be watching live as much as I do now. Um so I, if, if that's a good indicator, then yeah, maybe. That's a good point. Because <laughs> there's just that... been so much going on. I mean, the producer search, like that has a big role, a big impact on the, the outcome of the show. So it's like you have to see what's going on there. and um, You don't want to find pinnacle... stuff out on Twitter. Like you want to see it when it's happening. Yeah, it's tough. The pinnacle for me was like I, I almost went out and bought a pack of smokes just so I could have one when Chris Castellani jumped on stream with Menners. <laughs> like that that – was 20 minutes of my life that I have to like look back on because I was just so angry and confused and that was like the pinnacle of all of it for me but I think I think if we probably look back K Marco that whole month with him was probably that's probably up there with this too just not putting recency bias into it yeah that's fair yeah and that was not the YouTube days back then I don't think so yeah yeah that was waiting for the 1105 like shows up no, it's been a, it's been a good week, and this show's just been trucking along. And then hopefully Monday we'll get some stories about Delaware, because I'm sure that's going to be a shit show. Just knowing, yeah. <laughs> so no. too many cooks in the kitchen. That'll be interesting. Like if if there's a fumble of the the tech, like does Gus try to come in? Does Montante? Well, probably not Montante, but does Mick try to come in and save the day? Uh, a lot of opportunities for people to to step on toes there. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So I just have one last thing. Um, Kirk for I think the second or maybe third time and I think Mutt said it too about his kids that Harry thinks that dude perfect is fake which is just like such a sheep opinion for Harry to have like those guys uh. so real <laughs> 12. so awesome I'm like I'm a huge dude perfect guy that probably shouldn't surprise anyone um, oh. okay, I've watched so, all of them I, I don't think they're fake I, no they're fake so uh, they did a video they did a video where they pretended to have like they had like the, the guys in the green suits like playing into it and then again sheep harry minahan bought into it hook line and sinker Mutt's kids bought into it hook line and sinker or maybe like mutt did maybe Mutt's kids are like it and mutt bought into it but yeah okay so next week will be no ziggy and red because you're going to get suspended <laughs> for that terrible take so i'm going to cut you off so hopefully we don't have to suspend you too pat four we're back baby so, so, <laughs> so gentlemen we did it we made it
another Barely. episode of the rundown thank you for <laughs> thank you for joining us no thanks for having us yeah. uh, just... thank you guys thanks See guys you. bye